0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Welcome equestrians to the International Equine Network uh, weekly report. We got a lot to talk about today. Got a lot of things going on. Spring has sprung on us. Keeneland opened today. Uh, We've got um, the wood memorial from um, Aqueduct Tomorrow. We got the bluegrass stakes from Keeneland tomorrow. Uh, we got everything going. Uh, it's the last 30 days before Derby and Kentucky's the hot spot to be. Um, it's going to be unbelievable up there this month. Um, of course, we got the 10 days of, of Derby, uh, uh, coming up. It's a weekly celebration and they got balloon races and steamboat races and, uh, you name it. They've got, um, uh, they got a great parade. The, the fireworks, um, display they have at Derby Week is uh the draws over a million people. So uh, that's unbelievable. And then uh, we have at the horse park in Lexington, we got the three-day Rolex event. It draws some of the best three-day eventers from all over the world. Uh, that's at the end of the month. Um then we have um the horses in training sale at Keeneland on the 30th uh of the month, closing day at at Keeneland. Uh, um, our closing weekend at Keeneland. And that's always produces a lot of runners out of it. You literally can go to that sale and you can buy a horse and be racing the next week, uh, with it. It's just unbelievable in the state of Kentucky in the months uh, of uh, April and May. Uh, everything's all there. Uh, you know, over the last uh, few months, we've been talking about, you know, different things. Uh, you know, about the industry as a whole. Uh, We talked about the World Equestrian Center in Ocala. Um, It's a phenomenal place. It's 4,800 acres of um, equestrian facility. They literally have everything there. Uh, They're building another uh, huge hotel there, and it's going to be an extended stay hotel, so whenever trainers and riders come up, they don't have to worry about getting a room for three or four nights. They can get it for a week at a time, two weeks at a time. And it's just really uh, amazing what they have there. And they've got great uh, RV facilities, restaurants, shops, uh, grocery store. You name it, they've got it. And, and they're getting ready to do the same thing, similar to it, here in Wellington at the uh, well, uh, to Winter Equestrian Festival and ESP, which is a summer program. Uh, they're getting ready to renovate and rebuild and do things there. And, and, you know, it just goes to show you that the the horse economy, um, how how much of a difference it makes in a community. They put thousands of people to work. Um, They rent and buy houses and apartments and condos, and they do their shopping at the local grocery stores. Uh, You know, they're uh, uh, going to the local restaurants, uh, uh, going to the doctors. They do everything that uh, you normally would do. And and this is just the phenomenal effect uh, that uh, the horse industry has, uh, you know, on our country. Uh, they're they're a major part of a community. Uh, they, they're, they're, it's just great to have them around. And having recognized that, we have a lot of uh, companies and and owners that are uh, investing into the facilities, be it racing. Uh, uh, whether it's, uh, show horses, uh, standard breads, uh, quarter horses, they're investing tremendous amounts of money, you know, into the community. And, and I'll give you a, a good example up at Oak Ridge in um, Kentucky. They have a, uh, it's close to Fort Campbell. Um, they have a new harness track uh, that they put in and it just went over uh, great guns. Uh, people just love it. Uh, You know, it's just a a good part of an addition to the community other than uh, Fort Campbell, which has got about 35,000 soldiers there. So, um, you know, having said that, uh, the state of Kentucky and uh, Churchill Downs and Keeneland invested into uh, a new harness track there. And um, I tell you, it's getting crazy up there. They built uh, a lot of RV spots and not a lot of housing uh, up close to the track there. But um, they built a a nice RV uh, facility um, for the people coming up and found out last week they just put in 28 more RV uh, spots, you know, there at the track, and they're really nice, you know, facility that that they have there. And, you know, I can't emphasize enough on trying to get people out to visit these uh, different uh, equine uh, uh, facilities. Um, the one in, well, in, uh, Ocala, the world equestrian center, uh, there's another one in Ohio. Uh, it- it's worth the while to go to spend a couple of days just to see the facilities and see what they have to offer. It's a great family, uh, you know, trip to go to. Uh, it's just, uh, it's really, it's really good. Uh, and same thing like in, in Kentucky now, um, we got the Keeneland, uh, Keeneland's Racing. Uh, is one of the most beautiful tracks that you'll ever go to in your life anywhere in the world. Uh, it's just unbelievable. You go there and you, and you see the, um, um all, all the things that there are to do. In fact, if you go to our website, um, we have, uh, Keenum Live right now. We have live racing from Kenya. And, uh, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The people, it's relaxing. Uh, people having a good time eating. Um, enjoying the races, uh, meeting their friends. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people that uh, live all across the country, and the one thing that they do do uh, is they do come to Keeneland in the spring. Um, you know, it's nice to go to the Derby um, the first Saturday in May, but a lot of the people uh, get together and they come to the Keeneland meet. They go up to Churchill and they tour Churchill, and then they go back to their homes and, and watch the Derby on TV. But at Keeneland. It's unreal. Uh, the food, the people, the surrounding, the setting, the horses. Uh, it's it's one of those things that you just have to go see. And, and then uh, uh, along with that, uh, at the end of the month, there's a three hundred uh, the three day Rolex uh, where they have dressage, uh, they have jumping, uh, stadium jumping, and they have cross country. And the cross cross country is just amazing. You can walk into into the Kentucky Horse Park and uh, you can stroll along the cross country route, which is which is a, a huge, huge uh, course. And what I like about what they do at uh, Keeneland or at um, the Kentucky Horse Park now, uh, you go in and uh, for a small fee you can rent headsets. Um, and as you walk around the the, the park, um, they have a recording and it tells you where you're at, and what events going on, and who's in the, uh, the arena and you know it's just unbelievable uh, uh the things that they have there the horses that they have the little shows they have the food that they have the gift shop is really great if you want to knock out some uh birthday presents and, and uh, christmas gifts um that's the place to go um they're they're in moderate range and it's something and its quality and it's something that um somebody would really like because it's a unique and unusual gift that you can get from them there Um, The food is just um, second to none. The the food is really good, and it's a great place to go. They got one of the best RV parks I've ever seen in this country uh, there at the Kentucky Horse Park. And like I said, they have the three-day Rolex. They have uh, uh, that's the venting. They have the uh, um, cross-country as the last day. They have uh, they have the Grand Prix jumping. Uh, they have um, the dressage, and it combines all three events into a world champion. And the, we've got horses coming from all over the world there, and that's that's really unique. And then you can go to the sales on the 30th on April the 30th at uh, Keeneland at the Keenum race course and they're selling horses that are um, in training and that, that are eligible to race. Uh, meaning that you could go to there and you could buy a horse out of the sales and literally, you know, within a week you could be racing at Churchill or, or you could be racing in Chicago or New York or California or Florida, um, just off of that purchase. And and that that's what's uh nice about that. It's instant uh you know, you don't have to put all the training into it and, and everything like most people do. You can buy one ready to go. You know, a turnkey operation as they say. And so that that's good there. And then, of course, they've got Derby Week, uh, which is a 10-day-long uh, festival. They have um, a parade. They have the bed races where the local businesses put together three or four uh, employees, and they actually have to put a, an actual bed uh, on wheels. And they, they put them on wheels. And then they, uh, if they're nurses and doctors, they dress up in nurse and doctor outfits Uh you know, if they're uh, Walmart people, they're in their Walmart uniforms. Uh, you know, if they're police officers, they're in their police officers' uniform, and they have these bed races and, and um, they raise money for for the charities there. You know, in the Louisville area, um, they have the Great uh, Balloon Glow. Um, what's really interesting about that is the uh, the night before the balloon race, uh, you go out to the fairgrounds in Lowell. And they inflate the balloons and it's at nighttime and you see all the different colors and they've got lights in them. And, you know, it's just an unbelievable uh, sight to see when you see 30 or 40 of these huge, uh, um, giant air balloons. Um, you know, when they're inflated and they sit on the ground, they're tethered to the ground and, and they, um, uh, like the uh, light up with lights and they play it, uh, play the lights, uh, go to music. Uh, it's all choreographed by a computer. And that's really nice. And then the the next morning, early in the morning, you know, we're looking at probably 7, 7.30, uh, they start inflating the balloons, and then they have a liftoff. And all the uh, balloons lift off, and and they uh, have a a rabbit balloon, um, the hare, and he he takes off and starts flying. And he goes four, five, six miles away, either in southern Indiana or Kentucky, and they drop out – the uh, bags are a marker, and then the other balloons follow behind him and they try to get their bag or their marker close to the X where the uh, hair balloon had landed. And that's really good because uh, you see 30 or 40 of those things going up in the air. I'm telling you, it's going, to, it's going to be interesting, you know. And I guarantee you, there will be no China balloons in there. They're all American balloons, balloons that will be flying this year. And so you have that, and then you have the great steamboat race between uh, the Belle of Louisville and the Delta Queen on the Ohio River and downtown Louisville. Um, they go uh, six miles up to uh, uh, to an island, and they turn around and then they race back. And it's really it's really neat to see these old old fashioned uh, paddle wheel boats, um, you know, race like they do. And there there's uh, seats are available. Uh, to participate, you can ride as a passenger on either one of the boats if there are any tickets left. Uh, it's really neat to see something different. Then they have the Pegasus Parade, uh, which is downtown Louisville. And they have, uh, bands and they have floats. It's like a Macy's Day, uh, Thanksgiving Day parade, uh, with the, with the horse theme, you know, to it. Uh, and that's really, really good to go see. Uh, they have all kinds, everything that you can think of that they have there, uh, you know, for Derby week. It's a, it's a festival. And then, um, on Thursday, before the Kentucky Derby, they have what they call Thurby. Uh, Thurby is for all the locals, uh, and all the people from, um, Indiana and Kentucky. Um, they, they make their, their big celebration at, at the Derby, um, on Thurby, which is that Thursday before the Derby. And they dress up just like they do on the Derby, and they do the whole nine yards just like they do on the Derby, but it's you know pretty much the local crowds. And then on Friday they have the Kentucky Oaks, which is 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 just a, a phenomenal um, see homemade and store bought uh, Derby Oaks and Derby hats. Uh, <laughs> you know I bet you there's a hundred thousand dollars worth of hats or more that will be out there to, uh, to Churchill Downs on Friday uh, that you can see them. It's, uh, it's really neat to see the people getting along and enjoying the things, uh, you know, all, all day in the racing there at um, um, Churchill Downs. In fact, uh, one of them in the Oaks uh, today uh, It's uh, is a good, good day. I'm telling you, it is a good, good day at Keeneland. And, uh, this is one of the races that they're having today at Keeneland. Um, it's called the Central Bank Ashland Stakes. And this, this is a race that for three year old fillies going a mile on the 16th. and a sixteenth. And these, this, these horses will race in the Kentucky Oaks because this is four weeks to the Kentucky Oaks and this is a good race to set them up. Uh, you know, for it, it's a $600,000 purse. And I tell you, there's a, there's two horses in here. Wonder Wheel, which is a phenomenal filly, trained by Mark Cassie. This horse is just unbelievable. She has beat any and everything in front of her all year long. And, and she's just way, way ahead above everybody else. But there's an interesting, uh, horse in here that Todd Fletcher has that, that uh, trained here uh, with us at Sunshine at um, Palm Beach Downs. Her name is Julia Shiny, and is trained by Todd Pletcher. This horse is on the improved, and it's a type of horse that could could take down Wonder Wheel. Um, It's going to be a good race, and what I like about this race is there's three or four horses in this race that are going to end up, no matter where they finish, they're going to end up going on to the Kentucky Oaks. It would be Wonder Wheel. It would be Julia Shining. And Chad Brown has Guns and Graces. Is a nice horse. I mean, a real nice horse. And then there's an outsider uh, trained by Brad Cox. Her name's Punchbowl. And Punchbowl is a horse that, I'm telling you, this is on the improve. Every race she's run, she's been just closing on that finish line like there was no tomorrow. You know, she knows what the business is all about, and I think she's gonna give them the business today. So that that'll be Wonder Wheel, Julia Shining, and Punch Bowl. Uh, they'll be there to duel it out, you know. And, and then on to the Oaks, which is in four weeks, and and so that's really good. And then um tomorrow we have the Bluegrass Stakes, and and it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens uh, with with this race. Um, we we pretty much have the the Derby field pretty much set. I would say we've got um, we've got uh, the Bluegrass Stakes tomorrow. We've got the Wood Memorial tomorrow, and the Santa Anita Derby tomorrow. And those are the last three chances you have to get points to get into the Derby. And uh, it, like I said, it feels pretty much set. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, the Wood Memorial, it could shake up the points race for the Kentucky Derby big time tomorrow. I'm telling you, that that's a, that's a race that, uh, you know, you get a long shot in there and they're in. You know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, the complexion of uh, of the 20-horse Kentucky Derby field will be virtually completed April 8th after running uh, three 200-point qualifying prep races across the country. Yet of the big three, uh, of the big three trio of the wood memorial at aqueduct, the bluegrass at Keenan and the Santa Anita Derby at Santa Anita Park, it's the woods that could be most dramatic impact on the run for the roses. While the bluegrass and Santa Anita Derby have favorites who have already secured a spot in the starting gate uh, for the May 6th classic at Churchill Downs, none of the 13 three-year-olds in the wood memorial are currently um in the top 20. So so with five of them having 13 or more points there's a possibility with 100 points for the winner, 40 for second, 30 for uh third, 20 for uh, fourth and 10 for fifth, points would be going to the top five finishers. That there are three horses from New York um def- uh, def- definitely uh dirty prep uh, could vault them into a starting gate um for the coveted uh, jewel in the triple clown. There's a lot online with the Derby points. Trainer Ryan Cox said that the wood has potentially uh to really shake things up. Cox figures to have a big say in what happens in the Kentucky Derby Leaderboard as um, he will out of two out of the top uh contenders in the Mile and eighth wood. So that's going to be interesting to see what he, what he does with it. Uh, Todd Fletcher also has some horses in there and this is really going to be, um uh, a race to watch tomorrow. You can, uh, come to um, org and you can see the race live on our, on our uh, website tomorrow. And, and, you know, this is what we were all trying to say all year long. We had, uh, um, you know, how they get there in the Kentucky Derby, the 2023 Kentucky Derby. And I'm telling you, you just never can't figure out what's going to happen. Now, Brad Cox, for example, and he was in New Orleans most of the year. I ran some up in uh, Hot Springs. But the weather was terrible. All winter long, they dealt with rain. They dealt with storms. They dealt with the whole nine yards. And, you know, it's hard to get consistent on your training when you're dealing with mud and weather and, you know, things of that nature. So it, it makes it tough. You know, you you like to get those uh, nice, fast tracks where you can train and get consistent in what you do. You know, if, it, if it's raining two days in a row and muddy two days in a row of training, and then you get two days in a row of the track drying out, you know, and, and getting back to a fast surface, and, and then you get a two uh, two more days of training, uh, on good track, so you got two on a moderately good track and, and two on a good track, and then it rains again, and you go through the whole system again, you know, with the rain. And they did that in New Orleans. They did that in hot springs. Uh, the temperature was up and down. Uh, the temperature in hot springs sometimes would fluctuate 30 or 40 degrees in a day, and, you know, that that kind of makes it tough on your horse, um, you know, having the, the roller coaster effect of the heat and the cold. So, you know, we were talking about all these things, and so now um, now that we've got down to the Santa Anita Derby, the Bluegrass, and the Wood Memorial, these are horses that are going to try to make, uh, you know, a, a, a statement and say, hey, I won the Wood Memorial. Now I've got enough points to get into the starting gate of the top 20. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, like we said before, you never do know you're going to run in the Derby until you start seeing who's got the points and who you're running against. You know, and it very well could be that uh, that uh, three of the horses or four of the horses that are in the Derby top twenty right now, uh, they could run big in the in, in the three races, and they could end up knocking three or four horses out of the twenty horse field that's there now. You know, and, and All these things, like we were saying, you know, you got to plan for it. Uh, You got to make contentions. And and the horses that we have now that are running in these three races were horses that that came out and and made a few starts and they showed some promise. You know, they said, you know, maybe these, you know, by the end of the day, you know, these horses could be horses that could qualify for the Kentucky Derby. So we're going to see tomorrow. In those three races, uh, how that fits out, and we'll talk about this next week on next week's show. But uh, you know, the the best laid plans, you know, if you've only got fifty or um, you know sixty or a hundred points, you know, you can get knocked out of out of being in the Derby by these three races tomorrow. You know, and so that that's what um, you know. I, I just have a hard time. Trying to tell people, you know, about the, this, and if you follow it, it's really it's fun to follow these horses all year long on how they get there. And, and what I like about doing this is that all of a sudden, you know, you got these horses coming out of these last three races, and you say, I would have never thought that horse would have made it after what, he, how he started out, and where he's been. He said, I never thought it. And all. So that, that's what I got, got excited about. And then I, I'm telling a friend of mine, I said, you know, I said, all these uh, points that these horses have earned, when they get in that starting gate, the 20 get in that starting gate on first Saturday in May, they don't know who's got the most points. The horses, they don't know who has the best bloodline. They don't know who's got the most money. They don't know nothing. When they get into that starting gate, you bring the scorecard back to zero because it could be any one of those 20 horses in there to win that thing. Like it was last year with Rich Strike, um, they had some defections out of uh, the Derby. Uh, one, of the, one of the trainers, uh, Wayne Lucas, scratched a horse out because he didn't think he could win the Derby. He he would rather wait and, and, and you know give a good 100 percent effort in the Prateness you know, or the Belmont. And, and also, uh, then Rich Strike gets in, and everybody's thinking, you know, there at the last minute, like, oh, wow, look where this horse has been. This horse has been in these small tracks. It comes out of a small barn, you know, never really showed anything. Was a $35,000 claimant, you know, a few months before the Derby. And then, um, you know, a 20-horse field. Um, he gets in the 20 hole. They break. Horse uh, horses scattered everywhere, moving from position. And then next thing you know, who's coming at the, from the back of the pack to the wire first, Rich Strike, you know, the longest shot ever in a derby, you know, so it's, um, it's something that, uh, you know, you got to look at and these owners and these trainers now, it's tough. Last year when all this started at Churchill in the Iroquois states and everybody started pointing for the derby, it's a tremendous stress. It's a lot of work. And you don't know from day to day if you're going to be in a position to take, you know, to uh, run in the derby. If you're going to have enough points, if you did all the right things. And so now, uh, on April the 8th, after the three races that we've just talked about are finished, then you know who's going to be in the derby. We'll, we'll know tomorrow night by 7 o'clock. We'll know who, well, no, actually, yeah, well, yeah, it'll be 7 o'clock because the East Coast, or uh, West Coast, they run that uh, race early in the day out there. So we'll know what 20 are in there. And there's going to be a lot of people signing relief, and then there's going to be a lot of people going, man, if we'd have gone to this track and ran, if we'd have done this, if we'd have been here, done that, you know, uh, change riders. There's so many things they're going to second-guess themselves on. Uh, you know, to what what happened, why they didn't get to the Derby, and that's going to be, um, you know, something to really figure out down the road as we get closer to the Derby and everything. And so now, the next thing that the owners and trainers are going to be thinking about, and the general public, is post position. And you'll see the post position pool from Churchill Downs for the Oaks and uh, for the Kentucky Derby on ientv.org. We'll have that. We'll carry that live. And, and then, then, uh, once they, uh, get to that point and they make the post position pull, then the owners and trainers, they get another, you know, worried on them. Well, you know, we're starting out in the 20 hole. Uh, that's not good or that's good. We're starting in the three hole, uh, which is good or not good. Uh, you know, you hear all these things, you know, going through your mind that you have to do in order to get there. And now, once you get into the gate, you know where you're going to break at. Then you start worrying about, okay, uh, how's the weather going to be? Is it going to snow? Is it going to be cold? Is it going to be raining? Uh, that That's in the back of your mind. Um, when you take the horse out to gallop uh, in the mornings before the derby, which we'll have uh, what they call the morning works, will be live on uh, ientv.org. Every morning, and it's about seven. They come on about seven thirty, and there, and you can see all the uh, horses that are going to be in the Derby. Uh, you'll see them trained live at Churchill Downs, and there'll be interviews and you know a lot of opinions and you know uh, given and gathered up to see who's going to win. You know the, the the Derby, and so that that's what the owners and trainers are worried about now. Getting through four little days. And how they can get to the derby. So then after you get through those derby, you got the post position and that's what you start talking to your jockey and to the owner and to the trainer about, um, how we're going to run the race. We're going to take the race out to, out to the lead. We're going to come from behind. We're going to get in the middle of the pack. And that's, um, those are an intense two days of analyzing each horse in a race. Um, you know, how they broke in in a field of 15 or 12 horses. Uh, did they go to the lead? Uh, um, did they take them back? There's just so much there. And so you don't know what really to do. So now the thing is, is what, what do you, what do you tell them? Ultimately, when you get down to it, you would think that it's the trainer or the owner's choice you know, what they should do. But really, in all reality, it's the the jockey. It's the jockey. Um, They can make all the decisions they want, they can tell you what they would like to see, uh, how they'd like to see the race form. But the only one that can make those decisions is the jockey. And the jockey's not going to come out and say, okay, I'm going to break from the gate on top, I think on top, which would be out front, and then we're just going to run, run, run. Or, you know, we're going to get in the middle of the pack and try to make a run on them at the end. Um, There's so many things that they have to do and and look at and think about, you know, the jockey does. And really when it comes down to it, the only one that does have the ultimate choice is the jockey because when they break from the gate, they see all those scenarios set up and they've been there long enough on how to do it and when to do it, you know, that type of thing. And, and that's what, what I liked about uh, the Derby this year. Is we've got some great young riders coming up. We've got some great older riders running and we got some good everyday riders riding. So it's going to be a jockey's right grace when it comes down to it. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, you get, when you get up there and you saddle the horse and you, um, put the jockey up on the horse and you know, basically you say it's your call. You know, you're the driver, you got the keys, you know what to do. Just the way it goes. So now, <clears throat> so now, when the race goes off, you don't know what the heck's going to happen. Who's going to stumble? Who's going to run out to the outside rail? Who's going to run to the inside rail? Is the crowd going to bother them? You know, you don't know all these things, you know. And uh, the great thing about the derby is, is that most of the people watching the derby, i have a few mint juleps in them and they won't really remember the derby. You know, so, you know, that length that you won by becomes in the story five links, Easy, you know, easy, easy job, easy job. But, um, you know, there's so much more things that go into all these things, uh, that, um, that we do here, you know, in the horse business. Uh, you know, the, the wood memorial really is going to shake up. That's going to, that's going to disappoint and thrill a lot of people that race will. Uh, they sure will. And, you know, I, I told I told a friend of mine this morning, I said, I haven't looked at the Wood Memorial yet on the paper. I said, I haven't done that. But I said, it's going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, what, what happens. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, there, there's one horse in here that uh, I like. He's the son of Trouble and his name is Croopy And he's named for the uh, late uh, Sock agent, J.J. Krupy. And he's been breaking horses, including uh, a, seven, uh, a seventh last time out of the, in the Rhythm Star, which Croupy was. Yet, but did finish a good second behind Slip Mahoney in the January 22nd uh, maiden race there. So this horse is lightly raced, and, and he could come out of it pretty good. Uh, you know, and see what happens. So now, now we, you know, we, it could be any one of them. It could be any one of them in here. Um, out of nowhere, uh, in training, in his training schedule, Todd Fletcher has a horse, uh, called Dreamlight. And this horse come out and all of a sudden he started getting to be a monster, bigger, stronger, uh, training better, uh, you know, whole nine yards. And so, you know, Todd puts him in trying to get, get him to, if he wins this, he's got enough points to get into the Derby. And so, you know, I'm sitting there looking through here. Uh, Brad Cox has got Slip Mahoney in here. It, it's a good horse and, and he seems to be the one a lot of people were talking about. And, you know, on the track in the morning, so you look how big he is. He does this. He does that. You got all these different things that uh, with him. So now, uh, I'm thinking, like, man, where, where's this winter going to come from out of here? I started looking through it and looking at the horses. And then I said, well, you know, I said, there's two that I like, Dreamlight, Dream light, creepy, dreamlike, creepy. I think that that's what it'll be, uh, Dreamlight or creepy. Um, 'cause Because that, that is uh, going to be a tough race there, you know, for them. And then, and then you know. I started laughing. I said, out of nowhere, you know, all these horses come out. And I said, wow, look at this, will you? I said, this horse here, where's he been at? Nobody's heard of him. He'd been out at Santa Anita Park. That's where he had been, out at Santa Anita. I said, oh, my goodness. I said, this is going to be an interesting, interesting, uh, horse to watch. Um, the horse, uh, Came, came up and I said, Oh my goodness. I said, Now look at Tim uh, uh, Yacton got a lot of uh, Bob Baffert's horses. And, you know, I said, Well, where are all these derby, potential derby horses uh, going to be? So I just totally ignored it. And I thought that, you know, it would be uh, out at uh, Santa Anita. And sure enough, they showed up. Tim Yacton got Practical Move and National Treasure. And those are two, two, two good horses. And, uh, you know, I so said maybe they get uh, the Santa Anita Derby underneath them, uh, get seasoned a little more, and won't be able to do anything before the Derby, you know, after after Saturday. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I think Practical Move and National Treasure are going to be two horses that are going to fling themselves, you know, into the top ten maybe after the Santa Anita Derby. So, you know, I'm thinking, like, my goodness, you know, if the Santa Anita Derby sends two into the Derby, that's two that have to drop out. Then, you know, we go back to Aqueduct to the Wood Memorial, and we're looking at, you know, two or three horses that could actually, you know, get in there, you know, to see what's going on. So, literally what we're saying is, is between the Bluegrass and Santa Anita uh, Derby and, um, the wood Memorial you're looking at five horses that could potentially get in, and that's one fourth of the field that's one fourth of the field that would be coming getting into the derby the last you know the last uh, month before the derby and and so you know it's just got me all confused because uh it's like playing chess uh you know you gotta try to see your moves and where they go and you know who's gonna you know get there. And so the top Hunter's got a horse called Drain Light, uh, which is a nice horse. Our uh, will, uh, will be uh, riding it. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe tom has got something here. Um, then I come down, I see Brad Cox has got the Slip Mahoney. Um, you know, he's a tough horse. Uh, William Walden has got a uh, Clear of the Air horse. And, you know, it's a nice horse. Uh, you know, if it wins this, it could get up there, but it's not going to make a big statement, I don't think. Uh, you know, one of those deals. And then um, Todd Putcher again's got a nice horse in there. It's called uh, Classic Catch. And he's carrying 123 pounds, two less than a derby, but at least you know what, he knows what it's about and where it's at. So now, you know, I'm thinking, holy smokes, where are we going with this thing? Uh, you know, he has got creepy. he's got classic catch on there, and he's got Dreamlike. Like. And you know, I said, Oh man, I think the I think the two, three Derby runner ups are gonna come out of that, the wood memorial. I think they'll go and I think they'll come out of it. Uh, you know, to do that. And and so, <laughs> you know, I keep thinking like, Oh my God, I said, This is terrible. You know, what what are we trying to do? We try to figure it out. And, I've been in the business all my life, and I'm trying to figure it out, and it's just got my head spinning. You know, I don't know what in the heck's going to happen, you know, how it's going to happen, uh, you know, how the horses are going to like the track. Uh, we've sent a few up to Keeneland uh, this week uh, from Palm Beach Downs. Uh, they're going to be racing here at the Keeneland meet, and then sometime during the, the um, uh, Churchill meet, the spring meet. And so we we're just seeing how the horses are playing out. We still have all the major horses for uh the big horses are still here they'll be leaving out soon to go up to uh up to Keeneland, you know for for the derby at uh, Churchill downs and so that'll be good now last week we had um, two races uh and this kind of set up uh, last week they had a big decisions to make um of course, you know with the woods and uh well with the Wood Memorial, the Santa Anita Derby and the bluegrass, we were gonna see who went who what to wear. And as he, as we noted, uh, there's not a lot of uh horses that, that uh, jumped on the bluegrass or any of those streets. They 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 raced last week. And at Gulfstream Park, uh on April the first had the Florida Derby. And uh it was a it was a, it was a good, good race, twelve horse field. Uh, had the horse in there that's favored for the derby it is, um, uh, Forte. Um, he broke out, out of the, uh, out of the last, last spot in the starting gate long, well, pretty much. So, um, he was out there in the 10 hole and our 11 hole and he, he just come flying down the stretch, weaving his way through horses, getting mud and dirt thrown in his face and he wins. So that tells me right there that it's going to be you know, uh, a good race, and and that's why he's rated at the top of the derby list, and that's Forte. He's proved everything that he's needed to prove. Um, He won uh, a six race uh, last year. Uh, He won the Breeders' Cup Cup Juvenile. Um, This horse is trained, 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 and he's been uh, training every, working every, every week for, A long time during his layoff and he likes being off between races six seven weeks really makes his day but the the horse that i liked in here uh, was a horse called madge uh this horse was uh i mean he was tough he was really tough and so i don't know you know how much it took out of him that last race i don't know how he uh came out of the race but uh, right now that looks like a tough horse because, uh, uh, Forte had to run him down in a stretch and Forte got the job done, you know, but he had to work at it to get it. And a lot of times, uh, you'll see a big race like this before it's, uh, ready to run. They get the horse in there and they're getting, uh, acclimated to what all's going on, you know, with, with the, with the, uh, training schedule. So that's good. So now, you know, it looks like those two are going to be the ones to beat, Madge and uh, Forte. Then at Oakland Park, we had the Arkansas Derby. Had a lot of good horses in there. Tim Yakton had Reincarnate, which was a Bob Baffert horse. So you got to look at that horse. Um, we got Bourbon uh, Bash for D. Wayne Lucas. See how that horse came out. Uh, you know, we had uh, Ash and had Harlow Cap in there. And now the uh, the next horse that, that uh, popped up out of nowhere was this horse, Angel of Empire, uh, from Bar- the Brad Cox barn. So all of a sudden, this horse comes out of nowhere. I've been in the south all year long, you know, and, and did a good job. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, my goodness, I see this horse come flying at the end and really made a... Uh, statement uh so now i think like well, what in the heck's going to happen now well we waited to the florida derby and it came out the way we thought it was going to come out i said oh my goodness and i said this is interesting to see where we go with this and you know i got to thinking i said just when you think you know a little bit about it you don't you know you can't predict it is it it's going to be Forte and Madge. You know, it could be Fort Bragg. Uh, it could be, um, uh, you know, a horse like um, uh, West Coast. West Coast is a nice horse. Uh, that would be a good one, you know, to take a look at But no points for the Derby. No points for the Derby. So now I'm thinking, like, all the things that I've seen here in the last three months Are all falling by the wayside because like we said, you don't know who's going to be there. You don't know how they're going to get there. You don't know, you know, when they're going to get there. Are they going to peak before the Derby or after the Derby? You know, and all the decisions that the trainers and owners and everybody had to go through are now, you know, coming down to the big decision to run into the Derby. It's going to be tough going to be tough I'm telling you there's a lot of good horses in there and that first Saturday in May you can have all the statistics that you want you can have any and everything in front of you about every one of those horses and you're not going to be able to say oh well you know I think it's going to be this one it's going to be luck of the draw it's going to be luck of the draw and when you go out there you can have a secretariat you know underneath the saddle and get beat you know, uh, that's like he did last year with Red Strike. You know, that's what happened. That was a, that was a, a dream come true. You know, for uh, not only the owners and the trainers, but for the racing industry itself. The little guy wins. You know, and, and that was tough. If we're going to have a little guy in this Derby field this year. You know, I, I couldn't tell you. There, there are some nice horses in there, and, and there's some great horses in there. But it's going to be interesting to see you know, how how it all comes out. Um, I think Forte and Madge are, are going to be tough. Uh, that, that was probably one of the best horse races I've seen in a long time. You know, and the Arkansas Derby was okay. Um, they had the Jeff Ruby Stakes up in, uh, in Turfway Park. That was okay. And when I say okay, I, I, I mean, you'll see these horses racing, but it's not going to be in the Derby and the Breeders' Cup and all the, you know, the big races. Uh, these horses were racing good at the level that they were at, and that's what they did. They caught fields at the level that they were at. And, and so there's nothing, like I said, coming out of, out of, out of, Turfway or the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Um, then, you know, we take a look at a couple other stake races that, you know, we had that weekend. And, uh, are, are there derby horses coming out of those other three, the Arkansas and Florida Derby? You're right. They are. There's going to be two or three come out of there. You know, uh, it's just a matter of how seasoned they are and you know, what they'll be able to do with it. Uh, you know, with that. And I, I tell you, there's a, a California shipper named Fort Bragg. Um, he, he's a, a pretty, pretty decent horse. Um, I, I don't know. He, I, I, I just don't see West Coast horses doing that good in the spring out here. Uh, you know, on the East Coast. Uh, maybe along in the summertime or, or the, uh, uh, you know, the fall, they'll come around. Uh, but you just don't see a lot of horses coming from out west and really shaking up the East coast at all. Not at all. You know, so, uh, you know, I said, what can we do? What can we do? Now in the bluegrass tomorrow, um, <laughs> this is, this is the race I think that's going to, um, really solidify the, the top 20. Uh, I, I know that um, the Wood Memorial has got a lot of great horses in it. And Santa Anita's got one or two in it. And, and they're all pretty evenly matched in both of those races. But now we're looking uh, at the final race uh prep before the Kentucky Derby. And I've never have really been a fan of the Bluegrass Stakes. I like the race. I love to go see it. I love to run in it. I love to win it, Uh, you know, and everything. But they've never really thrown something real dominant out of there because um the the race uh, schedule used to have it closer to the Derby. Now they got it a, a month away from the Derby, you know, they kept that out. But Todd Pusher has a horse called Tappet Trice. Tappet Trice, well, I tell you what, that horse is just lighting him up everywhere he goes. Uh he he's staying consistent in his training schedule. Uh, you know, you're you're looking at a horse that, that's very, very good. And and he, he woke a lot of people up uh um, at Tampa Bay. And and so I, I thought that was good. And and what I liked about him is Todd trains uh tappet trice, he trains uh seven barns, which was just a big shocker than just won. Uh he got fourteen. Uh, he's got a lot of good horses that he can put head-to-head. And like Tappet Trice and, and Forte, uh, when they work them at Palm Beach Towns, uh, a lot of times they'll go head-to-head with each other, and it builds each other up, you know, teaches them what they have to do and when they need to do it, and, you know, how how they learn. It puts that aggressiveness in them. And, and also I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, gee whiz, uh, everything that I've been looking for And they're right here at Palm Beach Sounds. And I got to thinking about it. I said, you know, when when they come up here and they look at uh, uh, Palm Beach Sounds, it's it's a nice facility, but it's not going to lie you. It's not going to shake you up, you know, like a Disney World does when you see it. It's it's a good regular place for horsemen. A lot of winners and derby winners have come out of there over the last few years. So now I'm thinking like, oh, man, I got to get back onto the under the schedule here and check all this out. We're looking at horses that are coming into the Derby for Todd Pletcher. We're looking at Tappet Trice. We're looking at um, Seven Barnes. We're looking at 14 that's coming out. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, no, listen. You know, we got five or six horses over here at Palm Beach Downs that are training together. And you know, they're all winning. They're going out and winning, like Seven Barnes. Seven Barnes is undefeated. You know, we don't know how good he's going to be. Tappet Trice has come around. He's picked up late. He gets more aggressive. You know, so we're sitting there looking looking at that. And then, you know, of course, we're looking at, at, at Forte. Uh, Forte's a, uh, a head and heels above all the others. Uh, Seven Barnes improved so much last week, it just scared me to death. It scared me to death to see those horses come out of this training facility like they have. And and then, like I said, it it just all started making sense. You know, how are they going to do in the derby? Well, according to, you know, what they've been doing and their race results, they ought to do pretty doggone good. They ought to do pretty doggone good because they're all, you, you got the best players, it'd be like having five Michael Jordans on your team, and they're all practicing with each other. They're just getting better and better and better and better, and so tomorrow's really going to tell us exactly uh, you know, what, uh, what the training schedule at Palm Beach Downs has done for these horses. We're going to find out tomorrow. That's going to be the real deal, and, and if they come out of there tomorrow and Pletcher's horses win, then, you know, you're close to seeing Katie bar the door of the Pletcher's horses are headed to the Derby. You know, that's 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 what it's going to be. And, and then Todd's biggest problem then, and the owner's biggest problem then, it's going to be, you know, the post position pool. You know, where do they go? Uh, Tappet Trice is a horse that can close. Forte can close down. see. Now we know if we're taking close, and that's what he did in the Florida Derby. Tappet Trice, we know that he can he can go. Uh, they've all got they've all got uh, dirt and mud in their face in their last races. You know, come off the pace and win. Seven Barnes is just an animal. Don't know what good or how good he's going to be, how he how it's going to affect him. But I, I think he's the kind of horse that gets uh, pumped up by the crowd that's around him and the people and the noise. So now you're looking, you know, at uh, seven Barnes, tap at Trice and Forte, that, that are all legitimate, you know, horses right there, and you know it, it just it, it's just hard to say. And you know, I've talked to a lot of handicappers. I talked to a lot of handicappers, and, and you know, they said they can't even pick it. They can't even pick it. And I said, now this is going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, where they go, how they go. Uh, it's going to really be interesting to see. You know, so I, I, over the next few days, uh, I'll kind of take a look at everything. We've got two Japanese horses that are coming over, and they've been training at American-style training in Japan. And we'll have more on them next week uh, to see, you know, uh, what they're doing and, and um, you know, what's going on. Uh, you know, they they got to come from Japan. How are they going to adjust to it? Uh, they started their trip over now. They, they will be here in the country, you know, four weeks before the Derby. Is that a good thing? Will they get acclimated to it? Uh, do you take them to uh, Kingland and train them at Kingland where things are going to be a lot quieter and a lot easier for them? Or do you throw them right into the Derby hoopla and take them straight on to Churchill? That's going to be interesting, you know, to see what happens there. Uh, you know, with that, um, i tell you, I just don't know. I really don't know. I said, I'm so crazy nuts with all this stuff at Sun Uh, but it's exciting. It's exciting. And one of the things that another thing, like again, we were talking about, about the things that you have to have to do. The horses that were training up in New York, uh, Belmont Park's main track is going to uh, open up April 11th. They just redid it, reconfigured it, rebuilt it. And so you know that'll be back up. So you know we're looking at two or three weeks before the Derby, and any of these horses up here at, um, uh, you know, are, are be running training there. Uh, the new track could be good for them. We don't know. We're gonna find out. Uh, but they they did, and we'll talk more about the uh, Belmont track next week and what all they did, uh, you know, to do that. And um, you know, so who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Uh, another good thing, like we say, saying, all, all the things that are going on good in the, in the horse industry, uh, ABR is to uh, uh, live stream the Middle Barge Spring Racing Meet in Virginia. Uh, they secured a deal with the racing and everything. Uh, it, uh, 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 the Glenwood Park of uh, Virginia uh, will start racing uh, later this month. Uh, there, the two-hour live stream is scheduled to begin at 1 p.m., when the field heads to the first post, uh, for an eight races, uh, worth $250,000. Um, what I like about this is everybody's getting into the TV end of, the, of it now. They're starting to realize that, that, uh, you can only get so many people to the track at one time, you know, and because of working and, and, you know, uh, logistics and, you know, the whole nine yards. And so now, The tracks are now coming around and saying, hey, you know, let's start live streaming. Let's start doing this. Let's start doing that. And it's what I've been talking about all the time about IEN. We're about distribution. That's what we're about. We want to help these people do distribution. And so we're going to do live stream from Middleburg, too. We're going to help them get their product out. That's what we're going to do. That's like the Global Champions Tour that's coming up here in Miami next week. Uh, we're going to be doing that live stream there. Why? Because we want to help get distribution out. And, you know, we're not a big NBC. I'm not a professional uh, announcer, uh, spokesperson. You know, I'm just a horseman. And and I know what I like, and I know what horse people like. And the Global Champions Tour, it's 12 races, 12 co- it's 12 shows, 12 countries. Uh We'll be coming from Miami next week. We'll have that live. Um, you know, that that's going to uh, show a lot. And then we're going to go to Spain, and we're going to all these different countries, you know, to have live shows. And Arlie, that was on our show here uh, a couple weeks ago, she'll be riding at all the, all these uh, 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 Global Champions Tours. Um, so, you know, that, that that's good. But it's all about distribution, getting people out there to see them. It's great to have them in the stands, have the fans in the stands. It's great to have them to come to the shows and to the sale, but we're going to go right to where we can get them. And nowadays, with the phones the way they are, computers the way they are, it's the easiest access you have to get into, getting out to these events. You don't miss nothing. All you got to do is know the link. And if you come to IEN, you're going to have the links to get to all these different shows uh, that we're going to have, uh, you know, coming up uh, through there. And that, that's going to be uh, a really good thing, you know, to see. And we'll have the Global Champions Tour. We'll have uh, racing from Middleburg, Virginia, the spring uh, the spring meet there. Uh, we got Keeneland. We got uh, Tampa Bay's live today with us. We got America across uh, racing across America live today. Keeneland's live. Uh, you know, you name it, we got it. We're going to get in, get into the polo season here next week. Uh, there's just so many things that we're going to do. You know, and hope you guys stay tuned with us and see what's going on and. And, you know, we'll just take it from there. And, you know, hopefully you guys will start calling in or emailing me, um, you know, to uh, get in with us and, and be a part of it, you know, because I'm looking to get some announcers, you know, here, uh, you know, get me off of here and, and uh, let somebody know what they're doing do it and everything. But um, that's what we're doing. Thanks for joining us this week on the International Equine Report. Um now I get to take a little break and eat some lunch. We had eight live races today here from Sunshine Metals. Uh, they were qualifying races for the standard bred industry. Uh, these horses uh, have to qualify before they can race at other tracks. And we had eight races live here today. It went over real low. Uh, a lot of these horses will be going on to Pennsylvania and New York and Kentucky uh, to compete because now they're certified and, they're com- and they, they've... Um, uh, you know, did, did real good today, and they, they're qualified to go racing. So we got a lot of things going. We got big uh show horse weekend this weekend up at the World Equestrian, at um, uh, the Winter Equestrian Festival now ESP, and uh, we got like a lot of horses up there. So stay tuned next week, and we'll go from there and see what happens. And if you got any questions, email me at ienequinetv at gmail dot com. Look forward to speaking with you next week, and I mean speaking with you.